Jesus bore it all. And because he did that, we can live. Good morning. How's everybody? Good. So it finally showed up. Just messed my weekend up. I hope you folks who love cold weather are happy. For the next few weeks, a month, I'm going to be miserable. I put a light in my office, Andre, that beams down. Close my eyes and imagine I'm in the south. Do what you can while you can. Brother and Sister Green, how y'all doing? Good to see y'all. And smiling. That's great. That's great. Good morning to all of you. If you're here and you're not a member of the Lord's Church, we say welcome. We're happy you're here. You are a member of the Lord's body from another congregation. We're happy to see you. And those of us who labor here, we expect to see you. Um, just one correction in the announcement while it was on my mind. The fifth Sunday is a combined service, but we will not have an early 3.30 service. It will be 9.30 going into the New Year's. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, is that right? That's the last Sunday of the month, right? And that's New Year's Eve, right? Thank you, Sister Stevens. Keep me straight. What a week. What a week, I tell you. Um, every, you have a thought in your life that you're moving forward, and as you move forward, something this jump up and set you back. Yeah, that's, that's the kind of week that I had this week. I went to the dentist yesterday to get a crown. And um, she had to, I guess, brace my mouth open. And I've never, as much as I talk, Never had my mouth open that long. And I thought she would never get done. And then she said, you, I can't get all the cavity. Now you got to go get a root canal on Monday. So I said, does that hurt? She said, well, it's similar to what I'm doing. So pray for me. I look tough. I don't like nobody be in my mouth and root canals and all of that stuff. I said, just put the crown right over it. I only got a few more years. I ain't suffer for that, but I just do what the doctor said to do. 
say, yeah, I'll pray for Brother Frazier. I, my car is being worked on, and my Bible is, is in the car. And this Bible is probably five years old, but I've only had it in my hand about three times when I bought it, when I took it out the paper, and when I put it in my bag. So if I miss something this morning, it's this Bible. <laughs> I, and then, but, you know, by the grace of God, I was reading it, and, and I'm going to show you something from this one. But let's, um, let's get to it. Sister Stevens, are we ready? 2 Corinthians chapter number 11, verse number 1. The Bible says, would to God you could bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me. For I am jealous over you with godly jealous, for I have expounded you to one husband, that I may present you as a chastening version to Christ. But I fear you, lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his substance, so your mind should be corrupt from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if that cometh, preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel, which we have not accept, ye might bear with Two months ago, I used this text, and I said to you all that if I'll be back to this text to help us to understand something. Verse 4 is where I want to. Uh, and that's why I asked Henry to sing He Bore It All. Because this morning, it, it, as every morning, it got to be about Jesus. Amen. Amen. So watch what Paul says. For if he that cometh preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preach, or if you receive another spirit which we have not received, or another gospel which we have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. Let me read this Bible that I have is the New Living Version of the Bible. And, and watch the way this translation reads. It says, I hope you will put 
up with, with me a little more of my foolishness. Please bear with me, for I am jealous for you with godly, with God jealous himself. I promise you as a pure bride to one husband, Christ. But I fear that somehow your pure and undivided devotion to Christ will be corrupt. Just as Eve was deceived by the cunning ways of the serpent, you happily put up with whatever anyone tell you. Even if they preach a different Jesus than the one we preach, or a different kind of spirit than the one you receive, or a different kind of gospel than the one that you believe. The Bible. The Bible without Jesus makes no sense. The Bible without the cross makes no difference. See, if, if you take Jesus out of the Bible, it's just another book. It, it means absolutely nothing. From Genesis to Revelation, the Bible is all about Jesus. And the reason the Bible is about Jesus is because of who Jesus is. Jesus takes his humanity from his mother. But he gets his deity from his father. And, and, and he's one hundred percent man and he's one hundred percent God and the Bible presents Jesus as someone we have never seen before at the cemetery outside of Bethany in John where the Bible says Jesus wept he was acting like his mother but when he says, show me where you laid him. And he called Lazarus to come forth. He was acting like his father. When he was in the bottom of the ship asleep, he was acting like his mother. But when he stood up and said, peace be still, he was acting like his father. When we grab hold to Jesus and when we allow Jesus to rule in our lives, we have to realize who Jesus is. When he got hungry, he took on the characteristic of his mother. 
But when he took five loaves and two small fish and fed 5,000, he had the characteristic of his father. So the Apostle Paul shows us Jesus. And, 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 and you know, let, let me just introduce Paul. Say something about this author. Because when the Apostle Paul penned this, he understood who Jesus was. He has to know something about Jesus. Different from all of the other apostles. If you want to know how a husband should treat his wife, let Paul show you. If you want to know how a wife should treat her husband, Paul can tell you that too. When it comes to worship and the things that go on, Paul will tell you that. So he has enough credibility to what I'm about to tell you this morning of what Paul says about Jesus. It, it, it's mind-boggling if you allow him. So he starts off and says, I would that you just put up with my foolishness just a little more. Indulge with me. He said, for I, I'm jealous of you, but I have a godly jealous. I'm jealous not because of what or who you are, but I'm jealous because of who God is and what God will do in our lives if we allow him. Then he says in verse 3, he says, but I'm afraid. I'm afraid for you. I'm afraid because and, 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 I, and I understand, and, and sometimes I'm afraid for the church. I'm afraid, I'm afraid of this new generation. I, I, I am. Because everything that is of substance, they move away from. Let, let me help you. Let me help you. Doing the restoration period of the church, they move the church into their own customs. Do things this way. But when the Bible doesn't tell us to do things this way, why do we want to hold people to doing things this way? What, 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 what are you talking about, Brother Frazier? Let's take clapping. 
Let's just take clap. There's no way in the Bible where the Bible said not to clap. When, amen when you can. Or ouch when I hurt you. But because and, and, and they, they say, well, if you clap, you're showing em unnecessary emotion. Or some would even go further and say, well, you adding music when you clap. Clapping can't be, what music? I, I just, I just want, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere this morning. Bear, bear with me. How can, see, the Apostle Paul says that I kept my tradition. See, tradition is not religious. Tradition is not righteousness. And when you try to bear or burden somebody down, when their tradition is different from your tradition and want to add it to the word, at the end of slavery, most of the people from the plantation took on the religion of their slave masters. So most of them became either Baptist or Methodist, Catholic or what. Then the restoration period came when men brought the word of God, went back to the Bible. And the tradition that came, they, they want us to stay right there. But brothers and sisters, when we want to worship God, go to the Bible. And let the Bible show you how to worship God. Paul said, I pray that you put up with my foolishness just a little more. When you come to worship God, every now and then, when God has done something in you. See, we pray to God to help us in our lives. But when God has helped us in our lives, we want us to sit on our hand and say nothing about it. How could God do so much for us? And the one day that we have to say, thank you, God, we sit on our hand and we say nothing. Please don't say amen too loud. The Bible is filled with shouting verse. But you know what we do? We said, I ain't shouting because somebody going to look at me strange. I think we need a bass mic. I know where if singing is a part of the worship service and we come to worship God and singing turn out to be one of the worst part of the worship service. Give me a bass mic. So I can get my bass on. But we bring things in that the Bible doesn't tell us, and, and we want those things to be what God never said. Sing and make 
melody in your heart. What's the difference in me patting my feet and clapping my hands? Paul said, put up with me with a little more of my foolishness. And, and then he said, see, the, the thing, and, and why I said I'm afraid of this millennial or this generation is because we have gone away from simple Bible teaching. If you teach the the scripture. If you stay with the scripture, you can never be wrong. And then you don't have to worry when you go away. But if you don't teach the scripture, somebody will come in and put something in there that's not there. And that's where Paul are in, in, in verse number three. He said, I am afraid for you. Because just as the serpent beguiled Eve in the garden, someone will come in and say something. And because we do not know the scripture, we will take exactly what they said. It's a shame that the Bible class on Wednesday night got five or six people. On Sunday morning, got 10 or 12 because we're here. The very people who are as an adult today, when you came up, you were at the Bible class. You learned. It didn't kill you. It's not going to kill our children today. Amen. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he leaves you, he wouldn't depart from the faith. You are here based on the faith because you got some teaching. But Satan, Paul says, but I fear by less any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through the subtlety of your mind. See, no longer, I, I keep telling us, no longer do we have to worry about those outside of the church. We have to be mindful of those inside of the church. But when you don't sit around and, and study God's word, someone from the inside of the church will come in and tell you some things that are not scriptural, and you will do it because they said so. That was Paul's fare for the church at Corinth. Someone will come to you with another Jesus. Someone will come with you to you with another gospel or with another spirit, and you will grab hold to it because you are in the church with them. But when you have studied the Bible and when Brother Fraser get up here on Sunday morning and say something that he thinks that is not in the scripture, you can't make no suggestion. Well, he's the preacher, so he got to be right. 
The Bereans were more noble than them at Thessalonica because they searched the scripture daily to see if what the apostles saying was right. Search the scripture. Call me up on it. Because sometimes I may say something. My goal always is to preach truth. But sometimes we get wrapped up so much we say things. You ever thought of something so long that you thought was right? It ain't right at all. But that something was in me all the time. So Paul says, I'm afraid for you. Well, Paul, why are you so afraid? I'm afraid that you will be tossed by every wind of doctrine. Denominational church are flooded with people just going in, going out. And you know what they say? We got music and y'all don't. And we are bought into that. There's music in the church of Christ. Some of the best a cappella singing is in the church of Christ. But we don't want our jest. You know, if we put a bass mic on, we going outside the scripture. The bass mic is not drums, it's somebody's mouth. If the soprano goes so high or so low, Is that still not singing? If the altone starts singing out of turn, out of sequences, we put so much of our emphasis on things outside of the scriptures that we do not focus on what's in the scriptures. See, through, throughout all, all and, and, and you know, and, and I'm, I'm guilty of this just as much as any other preacher. Because most of my preaching career, I was telling you what's wrong. Sometimes I need to tell you what's right. I spent all of my life telling you what's not in the Bible. Every now and then, I need to share with you what's in the Bible. And those things would make our service so much better. So much better. All of us are guilty when we have an opportunity to share good news about Jesus and we don't. There was no food on the table. And the Lord blessed me to have some food this week that I didn't have last week. I don't tell y'all that. I'll tell y'all, brothers and sisters, pray for me because I need some food. 
But then when the food shows up, I don't come back and say, man, the food. I ate so much this week. The food was so good and the Lord has blessed me with it. See, why do we ask God and when God deliver, we can't shout? I went to court and the judge, the, my lawyer said, I don't stand a chance. And the judge gave me probation before judgment. All right. I don't tell nobody that. How do we want someone to come to Christ when all we ask and we pray for and when it's delivered, we keep it in the closet? Brothers and sisters in the church, have taken the word of God and you, and, and, and here's what they're doing. They're trying to change the teaching of the Bible. What do you mean, Brother Frazier? In the beginning, God made them male and female. Go back to creation. Go back to creation. God made man from the dust of the ground. And when God finished making man, and when Adam looked through all of God's creation, when he looked at the gorilla, when he looked at the orangutan, when he looked at the camel, everybody had a mate except him. God, how could you do that? You created all of us, and when I look around at all of your great creation, everybody got help except me. So then what did God do? Caused Adam to go to sleep, took a rib out of his side, made a woman, brought it to him. The Bible said, and he brought her to him. In the beginning, he made them male and female perform the very first marriage and then we come along and we say God just want us to love one another what we are doing we're changing God's law of marriage I, I, I. I love the 44th president. I do. But when the 44th president says it's all right, if a man love a man, they can get married. I, I, now, I'm not talking about people. I'm talking. Their opinions. What did God do? He made them male and female. Well, it's a struggle today to keep it male and female. Because if I'm tired of being a male, I'll go and change myself up and look like a female. 
But notice what I said. Look like. It doesn't matter what, how long a wig I got. How much max factor or whatever I put on. The outward appearance could never be the inward person. Come in here, I could be switching like the wind going south. So what happened to Brother Frazier? He's Sister Frazier because he, he got tired of being a male. But all of that, brothers and sisters, is just on the outside. I don't care what nobody, and, and, and this came up at the work. The young lady said, well, Mr. Frazier, you always in, in the church and the Bible. What, what do you think about a parent who turned it back on a child because he wants to be a female? What would you do? Would you just turn your back? Would you not love your child? I said, I got to love my child. But I don't have to love the behavior. I can't. If I just turn my back on my child because my child, I, I, I'm going to do all I can to get my child some help, and I'm going to tell my child, I can't have that behavior in my house. When you left here, you was clean. You can't be Kim when you come back. Come back and be, as long as when you pull up, you get out the car, Kaleem, come on in. But if you get out the car, Kim, address change. No, see, 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 but, but see, where the world has called us, the world has changed. It says God loves everybody. He does. But God doesn't love. All I wanted was a daughter. And I finally got a daughter now. Her name is Barbara Ann. She done gone back. Don't call me Barbara Ann no more. My name is Billy. Because she cut her hair. See, brothers and sisters, we have to search the scripture and make sure that we have full understanding of the scripture. Paul said, but I am afraid for you because just as the serpent beguiled Eve in the garden through the substance of your mind, I'm afraid that someone in the church is going to mislead you. They said, well, you don't argue about people who drinking and committing fornication and drugs and all of that stuff. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. They all sin. I don't put up with a drunk person coming to my house. If you're drinking, go ahead. Just don't drink. Don't bring it to my house. Why? 
Because, see, I have to set the rules in my house. I have to. And say, so, well, what about you in the church and your spouse not in the church and she drinks? See, all I'm, uh, I'm just being real with you this morning. I'm just being real with you. Both of y'all live in the house. What you going to do? The husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he's the savior of the body. Now, Brother Frazier, you didn't answer my question. <laughs> what if your wife drinking, you don't drink? She got to answer to God for herself. Don't go back home and say, that preacher said, you got to stop drinking. No, I didn't say that. What goes on in your house goes on in your house. But as a Christian, you have to understand what the Bible teaches. That's what I'm saying this morning. Jesus is not going to change because we marry someone outside of the body. The word's still there. All we did when we do that, we put more stress on us. That's all we did. What about you married somebody in the body? And you got more hell than them who got somebody outside of the body. What are you going to do? You still have to maintain your relationship with God. So Paul said that, I'm afraid. Because, see, if, if, if you don't, see, let me tell you about marriage. Marriage was here before the church. Let me say that again. Marriage was here before the church. The church do not change God's law of marriage. But I know Jesus know what he was saying. When he tell us, be not unevenly yoked. See, he puts it out there. And so when we go that route, he's not saying you can't get to heaven. He just said life would be a lot easier for you if both of you were walking together. But then you run into somebody where both of them come to church together, but they ain't walking together. They show up on Sunday morning, everybody dress alike. They just got done not fussing all the way from home to the building. But they get out and he run around to open the door for her. And she rolls her eye. I can't believe you opening the door after you just said what you said. Putting the front on. Then when service over, he opened the door. She gets in, closes the door, and when he walks around and get in, the arguments start again. See, but if you want to know, search the scripture. The scripture is what? Paul said, I'm afraid for you. See, anytime, brothers and sisters, that we want to know something, go to the Bible. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction and righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto every good work. If you want to know how to treat your wife, go to the scripture. 
You want to know how to treat your husband? Go to the scriptures. You want to know how to raise your children? Go to the scriptures. I want to know how to treat my neighbors? Go to the scriptures. And, and, when, you, and when you understand the scripture, the reason we struggle for men in the church on Sunday morning because the guys don't go to the scripture. If they had gone to the scripture, they would put priority on Sunday morning worship and would be here. And the sisters don't have to look at me. Where's all the brothers? Brother Johnson got, well, I got to sing. I got to read the scriptures. I, I say, ain't nobody else here. He said, oh, I think Henry just pulled up. Thank God. <laughs> See, the problem and then we wonder why our family is the way they are. Because you demonstrate no leadership in the church. How are you going to lead at home? They go hand in hand. See, we think Christianity is Sunday morning, and that's the problem. Christianity is seven days a week. If I'm going to be a leader on Sunday, i got to be a leader on Monday. It's very hard for a person to follow someone who don't want to lead in the Lord's church. But if you try to lead in the Lord's church, they'll take your advice at home. But you know what we say? I'm not getting involved, those people at the church. I just go and worship, and I, when I'm done, I'm coming home. Where's that in the scripture? See, now, now I've been there. I've been there because I thought the same thing. Everybody at worship, and as soon as worship over, I'm going home. And you know what I said? That church is the coldest church I've ever been in. There's nobody in there that think about nobody. Guess where everybody was? At the building fellowship. Guess where I was on 29 going home? <laughs> see, sometimes we need to just examine ourselves and see if we're doing what the scripture says. Suppose I'm afraid that the devil is going to get to you. Just like he got to Eve in the garden. Now, when the devil comes, the devil really doesn't care what our relationship is with God. And, and you know what he does? He gives us so many opportunities not to have a relationship with God. And wives who have husbands that are not in the body, you have a responsibility too. Don't marry a man you don't want to lead you. Uh-oh. You, you have to respect the man that you marry. You have to, because that's what the Bible says. Now, when it comes to you making the decision between your husband and Jesus, he that loved father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. He that loves sons and daughter more 
then me is not worthy of me. If you love your spouse more than Jesus, you're not worthy of Jesus. And, and now, now, see, and that's a thin line. That's a thin line. You, you have to manage. Because, see, not only are you responsible for that, but you're also responsible for your children. Paul says to Timothy, that from a child, thou have known the way of the Lord. How'd you get it, Timothy? From your mother and your grandmother. But Brother Frazier, why do we have to do all of this? When you get to heaven, ask God. It's just it's in the scriptures. It's in the scriptures. And, 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 and see, this is why Paul said, I'm afraid. Because, see, let, let me tell you something. Don't ever ask somebody about life or marriage who's not married. A person who ain't got no children, don't ask them, uh, what do you think I should do? All of my, 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 my friends who don't have a wife, they're always going to tell me, you let that woman tell you what to do? No. I don't let her tell me what to do. I listen to what she said. Yeah. Because when he go home in his house all by himself, I'm going home to Vanessa. You know what Kyle told me? Don't put up with this no more. Well, you might need to go live with Kyle. Yeah. I'm still the head. But see, I didn't marry a person and turn them into a robot. I married a person that got a mind of their own, can think for themselves. And, and what I try to do, I try to limit the confusion. Yeah. If I just came in the house and she said, can you go back to the store and get something? You know what I'm going to do, Andre? I'm getting in the car and I'm going back to the store. I'd rather waste a gallon of gas and have peace. Amen. Brother Johnson, that's free information I'm, I'm giving these young guys. Because see, the thing, because see, listen to what, I, I want us to pay attention to this verse 3. Because see, Satan will tell you things that will build your ego and break down your family. What difference does it make if you miss five minutes of the game for five hours apiece? Well, I'm the man in this house. If you always got to tell yourself that, maybe you ain't the man because you're trying to convince yourself. You go home and say, well, let me write this sign and put it on you. I'm the man of this house, and you go in. Tell everybody, look at this sign. You don't have to do that if you're the man. They know. I come in. I want, your father's coming. You better get straight. But I'm afraid that Satan will deceive you. And now, he wasn't talking about outside. He's talking about inside the church. 
It, people in the church will give you some of the worst advice that you can ever get. Because the minute they say, well, I, I think you should know, when they say, I think, stop them. You know, the Bible teaches that this is the way you should do things. Because when you say, I think, you're given an opinion that may work for you that doesn't work for anybody else. So, and then, my last point, and I'm done. Paul says in verse 4, you happily put up with what every, whatever anyone tell you, even if they preach a different Jesus than the one we have preached. I don't have to go to Bible study. Why we got to go to Bible study? I know enough. You got to go to Bible study so you can get answered those things that you don't quite understand. That's the way Bible study is. You, you go to Bible study so you can hear what other people have gone through and they're sharing their experience with you. You, you, you think, see, you think in Bible study, all we do is read what the Bible says? No, we read what the Bible says, and then we see how, it, how God has revealed those things. How God has strengthened our lives. How God has taken us from a spot that we didn't think we can get out, and he got us out of there. Those are the things that, see, Unless you got experience about something, you don't know much about it. So why don't you come and listen to someone who have gone through it and could encourage you through it? See, I, I, I tell you a lot about my life because that's what I deal with. I remember one day we had we had just moved back to Maryland. My wife said we go to have a meeting with Brother Fouts, and so we went to the meeting. She was pregnant with the twins, and she went in and she told Brother Fouts how I was, what I was not doing. So Brother Faust opened the Bible. And he says, he took me right to Ephesians. The husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. He's the savior of the body. And then he got to the part that says, husband, Love your wife the way Christ loved the church. 
And if you do that, Brother Frazier, everything is going to be all right. And then we left. And when I got home, my wife says to me, she said, I don't know why we went there today, because he didn't tell you anything. I said, what do you mean? He didn't tell you what you need to do. I said, yes, he did. I said, he didn't tell me what you wanted him to tell me. But he told me some things that I was struggling with all day since I left. Love you like Christ loved the church. And he is the savior of the body. I said, you know what I got from that? That I got to make sure you all right. I got to make sure that the family is all right. I got to sacrifice so if the family needs something and I need something, I got to put y'all first. I said, he told me something. But he told me the way the scripture said it. He don't know what goes on in, in, in my house. So when you don't know, you be as neutral as you can and give them what the Bible says. Because when we kiss and make up, we done left the church. You say, I ain't going back to that preacher. He told me to do all of this. It's not the way it is. There is no other Jesus. It's just one Jesus. And if we want to be all we could be, we just need to get to know that one. And do not let Eve, the devil, deceive us. Maybe you're here. Not a member of the Lord's church. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Believe with all your heart Christ died for you, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Repent of your sins, confess your faith in Christ, and we'll baptize you today in water for the remission of your sin. And if you're a member of the Lord's church, all my whole message this morning was that we reunite ourselves back to Jesus. It's the same Jesus that when we first came in. Jesus haven't changed. We change. And, and if we allow God to accept us for who we are, we need to accept Jesus for who he is. Would you stand as we together stand and sing the song that has been selected? Would you be free from the burden of sin? This power in